So Christopher, it is December 16th, 2020, and we're getting the first major snowstorm of the year. A nor'easter. Uh, yes, a, a nor'easter. It is coming off of the ocean and in, in, inland, and we're supposed to get almost a foot of snow. What is your fondest memory of being a child on a snow day, on you know, playing in the snow? What's something you really enjoyed when you were in your youth? This is very easy for me, okay? Because I went to sit to, to a New York, New York City school, and I can count on like one hand how many snow days we had. They were like, get these, get these dumb idiots right into the school. Let's make them take two buses. Um, but there was a severe snowstorm, and I believe it was the winter of 96. I was six years old, and we had a snow day. And I vividly remember walking out of my apartment, and I lived like up probably it was probably eight steps and then like to the front door and it was a garden apartment. So it was two front doors, like right next to each other. And then like eight steps and like not a large patio, maybe like, uh, maybe it was like four feet and it was, it was very small, but the snow came all the way up. Those like eight steps. And I remember climbing down and getting literally physically stuck in the snow that there was so much snow. It was the first time I had never seen a car on our street not even a plow came. It was like the most intriguing thing. And I have such a vivid memory of like all of the mounds of snow. Now I've seen more snow since then, but I was a six-year-old kid. So it was like, I was climbing mountains. It was insane. Christopher, let me tell you, my greatest childhood snow memory is that exact same snowstorm. It is was, it the same snowstorm? It was, it was the, it was the, it was the, like the, the Friday before Christmas break. And we got, we got like two feet of snow. My dad had to come pick us up from school and didn't get there till like five o'clock, even though we lived like a mile and a half from the elementary school. We, we walked to your elementary school. We were in New Hampshire, didn't we? It took, like, it, took, it took him like three hours to get there from my house. Yeah, it was bad. And then, we, you, know, you know, my buddy who took, the, who took the, the bus home didn't get home till eight or nine o'clock at night because the buses were so far behind. Yeah, it was wild. I, but then the next day, I built so many tunnels in my yard that six-year-old Greg played with. And it was incredible. You know, now, th- what about you? So this might be similar. I don't know if it's the same storm or not, storm or not, because I've I've done too many drugs to remember exact dates for things. So I was really young, and it's with what one of my childhood friends, Jesse Leader. If you're ever listening to this podcast, I'm giving you a shout out right now. He was in my wedding, and so in Round Lake, which is where I grew up, they would pile all the snow. You know, the snow plows would huge make these huge piles of snow uh, off of the road, and we built like igloo tunnels through one of the snow pl- uh, snow tunnels, which in hindsight was really stupid because one collapsed while we were in there and we basically be avalanched in right outside of our front doors. That's one thing, but a negative one. So when I, when I, again, in between colleges, when I was working at Dunkin' Donuts for a really long time, I opened up a Dunkin' Donuts store in Crescent. It was the Valentine's Day blizzard. I think it was like, oh God, it must've been 2006 or 2007. Uh, and I had to work cause we were, oh, it was literally the grand opening of that store. And I drove home in my old 94 Camry, slipping and sliding on the road at like four o'clock in the afternoon. You couldn't see a foot in front of my face. I drove off the road at least three times, but I made it home. Uh, and it was it was the craziest, most white knuckle driving experience of my life. But, you know, that's the good and bad of, uh, of snow, basically. Dude, I'm going to tell you my white knuckle story now, and it is actually football related. Um, I was going. I got tickets as a Christmas gift uh, to go. I might have brought it up in the podcast before, but it was to go to a Jets Bills game in December. And I drove from Albany to Buffalo in like a raging blizzard. It took me seven hours to get to Buffalo. So, so the weather's got to be getting worse as you're getting closer to Buffalo, too. Dude, it was in it was uh, it was absolutely insane. Um, but that's my biggest negative snowstorm. It was cra- it was a crazy. It was a it was absolutely. I was in my sister's Kia Sportage. Gray, gunmetal. You know it always makes it worse when it's the uh, when it's a bad car driving in a storm. But what are you gonna do?
Pining for a Podcast. Pining for a Podcast is brought to you by Nine Pin Cider. New York's first farm cidery has teamed up with Stuart Shops Beer Caves across upstate New York. Look for new Nine Pin Signature Four Packs or Nine Pins Light Cider Variety Packs for local cider from local farms in all 134 Stuart Shop Beer Caves. Nine Pin Cider and Stuart's is truly an upstate New York dream team. To locate a Stuart's Beer Cave near you, go to ninepincider.com. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? But they are who we thought they were. This is Sparta! Surprise, motherfucker. Benvenuti. All right, everyone. Uh, welcome to the first playoff edition of the Pining for Alba podcast. Hey, Ben. That, hey, Ben. This is the second week. But we've playoff. actually had a playoff week this week. Oh. Uh, so you know, is... I knew you were going to say some shit like that, and I was about to have Ben's back and be like, this is actually the first week of true playoffs. Last week was a pre-playoff, and now we're actually into the playoffs, okay? I'm sorry. I'm just trying to give us some more credit, guys. Right, right. So this is this is like the playoff <laughs> preview last week, and now this is the actual playoffs. My apologies, so, Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> right. So here we are. Playoffs? Yes, play, uh, let's play that again. Why not? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Oh, we're talking about playoffs. Me? Playoffs? So, you know, there there was a few surprises. You guys did terrible in your picks, by the way. Both of you. Uh, I, I didn't do that great either. But it was just, you know, basically you didn't know what to expect. A lot of the teams were evenly matched. The only one that really was a downer we'll get to. First impressions before we dive into the matchups. First impression of the weeks is I'm so nervous. Um, anybody can still win the Alba this year. It's literally anyone's game. It is so tight. Anyone can have a good week or a bad week in that top bracket. Um, and you know what? In that bottom bracket, too, that's the most surprising thing for me this week is there are teams in that bottom bracket that I think if things were a little bit different could have been in the top bracket. Yeah, I mean, it's there was there was only one non-tight game. I mean, yeah. granted, Ben, your matchup with Dale was the was the best to watch on Monday night. Granted, it was a great Monday night football game. It's not great for me to watch, but everyone was <laughs> every matchup was close. The only blowout was was, was 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 the was the Bashers, which I think we all kind of expected. Um, well, even, with, though, even though you both picked the Bashers to win, I thought but. the fantasy gods were gonna. I thought Echo was gonna sacrifice a cow. Like that's what I was ready for. I want to be like very clear. By the end of the broadcast last week, I was about four beers too deep, and I didn't remember that I picked Eckel um, until you just said that. Uh, that's a terrible. Why would I ever pick Greg? Oh, I remember because I wanted him to lose because he's so bad that that's who I wanted to play in the playoffs because I knew he could score sixty-four points. Yes, um, that's why I wanted him to win. Talk about playoffs. Yeah, it was. Playoffs? I mean, it, and let's talk about Dale for a second. Six wins in a row. If he had started, just imagine if he had, I mean, granted, it, it's pretty much all related to, to Nick Chubb. But just be happy he's not, in, you know, in the playoffs. You know, if we, if we had an 18 playoff, this kid would be un fuego right now. He's I won mean, his last six weeks, right? His last five yeah, weeks. It's been outrageous, and you know, let's with that. Let's go into that matchup. We'll we'll start with my heartbreaker, the first, just because it killed. It just, oh man, it just murdered me watching that game. Like I had a like I did like even in the chat that we were all talking about. You know, it wasn't. I knew I wasn't safe, even though I was up by sixty or sixty points or so. 
going in and he only had Lamar Jackson and Nick Chubb, I'm like, okay, they both have to score like 30 points. The only way I would lose is if it's a high scoring game. And then what's the score between the Ravens and then the uh, Browns? It's 45 to 42. And I had the Ravens defense, which gave me negative four points. So everything went wrong for me that day. That being said, you know, so that matchup, it was 113.45 for the weak side werewolves. And I scored 100.25. I actually gained a two points back after the day afterwards uh, because they recalculated how the defense gave up points which that didn't matter anyways but uh, so the weak side werewolves are officially not not first year mouth breathers so congratulations Dale what like granted again like I said that was the probably the best game of the year on Monday night and it was it meant so much to Dale and I just could I could I could I mean we've all we, we've all seen Dale watch football games. We know how mm-hmm. excited he can get. I, could, I was I was picturing it in my in my in my brain on how excited Dale was in the Wolf Den. I've actually never seen. Well, I mean, I saw him when we did like uh, I guess we live streamed um, that one time. I've never actually been in the same room, but he seems very high energy. Uh, yes, to watch he football game, and I can only imagine him coming back from that from. The, the deficit that he came it was very improbable uh this game this weekend it was very improbable especially too because he had he had the goose egg from Devontae parker so and that was going into the last game and i thought i'd be in good shape there you know and i felt like i made good decisions putting ty hilton in was a stroke of genius i feel like he he got me 24 points but i mean even if i played best ball i might have won by like a point or two but the choices I made, I would have made again, which is all you can really ask. I mean, I wasn't going to start the Vikings defense over the Ravens defense. You can't expect the Ravens to give up 42 points, uh, even against Cleveland. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, start- you, you made all the right decisions. I'm looking at your lineup. There's there's. You would have gained like eight points, probably, you know, about eight points. So you still would have lost in that best ball. I mean, Lamar Jackson was the Lamar Jackson of, of 2019. Right. Rushing yeah. for touchdowns throwing for touchdowns, pooping his pants, and then having to go change in the locker room. Absolutely incredible. He did not poop his pants. Okay, so. That's a poop in the pants run. That was a Paul Pierce move right there. That's a poop in the pants run. No. Okay, because we're at the point now in social media in the world that, like, if he pooped his pants, there was somebody there, like a staffer or somebody that got him a new pair of pants that would have already leaked. Oh yeah. He pooped his pants. Okay. So he didn't poop his pants. He was getting an IV. He was cramping up. If he had to poop his pants, it wouldn't have taken him a whole quarter. Okay. He should not have come. He came back in that game and that was all grit. Okay. He should not have come back in that game. He was like, they're down. They need him to come back. And he threw that ball. And that was the only ball he can throw. If they don't, if they don't score a touchdown on that play and he gets sacked or he gets hit the wrong way, I think he's out. I think they're fucked. See, that's that, that last, that, that was was the play. The first play after the two minute warning fourth down Hollywood would have rejected that script because it was so improbable. He drops out. He rolls out, out right side of the pocket, faints a run and then drops it off to Hollywood Brown for a beautiful fucking touchdown. He gets above the Hollywood gets a pass the defense, which is actually the biggest part of that whole play is that Hollywood gets open. Um, improbable, very improbable. He didn't poop his pants. Okay. It was a physical thing and he overcame a physical thing to play like a champion. And I think Lamar definitely has that. And I think he's going to fight for it this year. Hey, I had, I had cramps today too, uh, but I just took care of him like a normal person. Oh my God. That was phenomenal. That was phenomenal. Yeah. But heartbreaker for you, Ben. So oh, sorry. Ben, so sorry. but now he's going to win this week. That's all. So on to the next matchup. Uh, let's ben, talk. Ben, you're yeah. muted, buddy. Oh, so I just realized. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to the oh, other like, mouth. Like, oh, ben, why can't we hear Ben? That's so weird. I was literally talking about the matchup and then Greg picked up on it. But yeah, let's move to the other mouth breather matchup. I'm, I'm still just angry about the last one, but so wieners, wean dogs went up against the Spencer set sack sniffers. It's always so tough to say that name. And, uh, as everyone, I think, no, actually, no, you both picked against it. Uh, but, Doge pulled out the win 95.7 to 107.25. I think the real story here, there's two for Spencer's team. A, that he started Matt Ryan. 
which uh, nobody should have done, especially with, I mean, Jared Goff has been good and New England has been suspect. Uh, okay, I mean, I would have started him over Matt Ryan and he got fooled and trolled by Josh Jacobs and he left him on the bench. Uh, though, if he had started those two, he would have won the matchup. But otherwise, you know, Doge, your team showed up. You're, you started the right players and they all did what they were supposed to. See, you say that, but I would have started Matt Ryan against the Chargers over, over Goff against New England. New England's best asset is their passing defense. They have former, the last year's defensive player of the year. They always play five, back, you know, five defensive backs. So the playing that Matt Ryan against a mediocre Chargers defense, I thought was the right play. And granted, it wasn't like Goff had a good game. He scored 15 points. That's not a good game. But he, So my, my theory on that is, and I always say this, when East Coast teams go to the West Coast, the West Coast team always has an advantage. And you're seeing Atlanta go to L.A. and you're seeing New England go to L.A. New England was already in L.A. They didn't come home after their game against the Chargers. Oh, I thought that game was at home, too. All right. No. So, all right. Well, fair enough. But that, that is fucking chess over checkers. That's Bill Belichick being like, we stay on the West Coast. We get everybody synced up. Like I mean, it's not like they picked the schedule. Play. But yeah, regardless, I mean, your team still played well. Like, it was a great it was a great game. Again, another tight matchup. Um, Spencer always plays me well for whatever reason. Um, I really, you know, Ridley had a great game. The thing that I was lucky was I still beat him after sitting Miles Sanders, who had the game of the year. Mm-hmm. Maybe I the sat- game of his career. I sat him because I was like, new quarterback. Granted, you know, the Packers' run defense isn't great, but I don't trust Jalen Hurts. I didn't trust that offense. And I made a mistake, and I still – it was the first game that I've made a mistake and won. So I think the fantasy gods had my back. This is definitely a fantasy gods situation for you. Um, I mean, your team came out okay. Have you struggled at tight end all year? I want to say yes. Ever since Kittle went down. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you got such a high pin and, and you know, but Spencer comes down to you know his management a little bit. He need, he traded away all those running backs weeks ago, and now he's super thin at running back, and he's doesn't have a lot to hang on to. And yeah, he could have played Josh Jacobs, and that would have been a great idea. And he could have played golf, which probably would have been a better idea than Matty Ryan. Um, I, I know you said that the Chargers defense isn't that good. It isn't that good, but they do have this guy named Aaron Donald. And I don't know if you've if you've seen him. Oh, no, that's the Chargers. Oh, yeah, he's on the Rams. I, I, he... There's too many teams. There's too many teams. Let's cut it in half, and I'll know all of them. I'm just kidding. I saw L.A., and I blacked out. Um, okay, I take that back. The Chargers defense hasn't been that good. Is Bosa back on that defense still? Yeah, but he's not playing full snaps. It's yeah. fine. So, no, it was a – I it's, have it's faith in Spencer, tight, though. I have faith game. in Spencer. Spencer's got to manage his team this week. Spencer's got to. F- f- we'll talk about it. But this this was a tight game, and uh, he could have won, and you could have lost. But it turned around. You know, you have your opera singer kicker. Just, is that how is that how fantasy works? Someone wins, someone loses. Listen, and if ideally, you enough, and if you get into the end zone, you score a touchdown. That's how it. That's you know, that's usually how it works. All right, so let's uh let's put a pin in the mouth breather matchup for a second. We'll come back to them when we talk about next week and we'll go to the Alba division. So we'll start with the only real lopsided match of the week. It was the show me a TDs versus the big X basher. Show me a TDs pulled out a convincing win. 95.5, 95.9 to big X bashers, 64.3, which is, which is just pathetic. I'm sure me and Greg uh, uh, would agree that if we were in that matchup, we would have beaten both of them. Like we would, we would be in the next next tier after this if we were in that matchup. I mean, honestly, anybody in the mouth breather division except for Spencer would have won either of these matchups. And Spencer was very close; he got ninety five point seven. So, I mean, Jimmy got lucky to win here. To be honest with you, Zeke Elliott has has fallen off. Honestly, he's been very inconsistent. Tony Pollard scored more than him. Uh, Wayne Gallman is not a good second uh, running back. But he still won. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess Chris Carson's there, and that's a second running back. But still, I mean, he, he didn't. He got lucky. Jimmy didn't. Jimmy didn't score the touchdowns, and Eckler was just 
bit by the injury bug. Yeah. Noah Fant and Devo Samuel went out in the first half of the first quarter in their mm-hmm. individual games. With Noah Fant to an illness, I don't know what illness was he. Maybe he maybe he had to run off the field to take a poop. I don't know. And then Debo Samuel pulled it, you know, destroyed his hamstring on like the second play from scrimmage. So Eckle was a little bit unlucky, but still his team did not perform at all. Chase Claypool, also, three points. New Orleans yes. defense. Got say, you, look, you, look at, you look at the bench too. He left 26 points from Kareem Hunt on the bench and at 20 points from the Rams defense on the bench. Now, I know we, we were just talking about New England staying in New England, but the Rams defense is one of the top five defenses in the NFL. That's the team that Aaron Donald is on. and That's it, the one I was talking about. That's the good defense. <laughs> That's the good one. I mean, he's probably neck and neck and race for defensive player of the year with TJ Watt. It's going to be, it's going to be down to the wire for those two, but like, if he had started those two, I, I mean, honestly, I don't know if he would have won anyways, but it would have been closer. Uh, it would have so, been I a mean, different game. And again, we're talking about Eccles management decisions. He definitely over, yeah, true. He, why would you put Chase Claypool in instead of Kareem Hunt? He's Kareem Hunt, even with Chubb coming back, Kareem Hunt has still been a viable RB2. Like, that's a crazy statistic to say out loud, but like, he is still been a very viable RP2, even as a, uh, like, you know? So here's what, my. Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, an RB2? An RB2? RB2? That's the first time we've used that sound effect oh, on one of the hosts. I'm one of the hosts very and excited. not very excited. I get very excited about talking about how bad Eckle is. <laughs> well, I was supposed to use that horn for Eckle's matchup, but I just made up for it with that. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, you know, the, the Chase Claypool thing is going to be a running theme, at least for Steelers offensive players, especially when we talk about the next matchup. Uh, so, I mean, do we have any other thoughts on this other than, you know, Eckle overmanaged himself and Jimmy got lucky to win? Those are the takeaways I got here. That, right. that, that's definitely the takeaways. Um, I think Jimmy's team is still scary in the playoffs. He's got to decide uh, between like Pollard and Elliott um, right. and Carson. Uh, I mean, it, it's a weird, he's got Gallman's been good, uh, but we'll talk about that later on. Right. Sure. So, okay. Yeah. So let's move into the final uh, Alba matchup. It was the fantasy empire. Uh, against the Vinzaloons and the Vinzaloons going into Sunday night felt good about themselves. They were down only a little bit. Uh, the Fantasy Empire basically had all of their players done. He had locked in at 112.55 and going in, he had James Connor and Eric Ebron, you know, both Steelers, uh, and he was only down about 15 points. So all he needed was just uh, uh, some decent yardage, which you would expect from a running back and some catches from Eric Ebron. And none of those things happened. And Vinny unfortunately took the loss at 106.1. And that's the real storyline there is that James Conner only got 1.8 points. Eric Ebron got six, which is okay. But he, you know, he's, he was been a focal point of Pittsburgh's offense recently at the tight end position and Connor coming back. You'd think he could get more than 18 yards. It would, it was just abysmal, especially with, you know, Patrick Mahomes having a pedestrian effort for himself and, uh, Deej's running backs really only mediocrely performing. The game was winnable, but he it, he just couldn't push it out. Yeah, that James Conner, the the Steelers were passing it like I think they passed it like fifty times. Like yeah, they yeah. they turned into the Patriots of old, where they used the short pass as their run. That West you know, Coast they, offense. That that quick those quick dump offs, whether it's to the tight end or to one of the receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was. But I like the way you put it. It was Vinny's game to win, and he just didn't pull it through. I mean, Deej had a solid week. You know, throughout the season, we all would have been pretty happy with a with a twelve, you know, one twelve. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and yeah, just with the the. I mean, even JD McKissick had nine point six points. That changes the matchup. Mm-hmm. But and that's the decision that you know he made. Going all right, you know what? I trust the Pittsburgh offense over the Washington offense. Right. And, and, and that bit him in the ass. And, and Derrick Henry did score 37 points. So maybe his right. score was a little bit inflated. Well, I mean, he also had Tim Patrick, who he, he relied on the week before to get him in. Uh, and he decided to bench him as well. 
I mean, Vinny's Vinny's stats every week are hyperinflated by Derrick Henry and Russell Wilson. And the fact that he doesn't really have an RB2 really hurt him this week or a high-end tight end really hurt him this week or a high-end flex really hurt him this week because there's a lot of question marks of who do you put in that flex position. I mean, Tim Patrick's been good, but they're question marks. It's a gamble. It's a roll of the dice on all those players. And if he puts Tim Patrick in instead of Chris Godwin, who really, I mean, hasn't overperformed this year, really, um, it, it, it changes the game. And it's that's not it, – it's a, it's a coin toss, really. It's a, it's a roll of the crapshoot. And Ebron could have come up with another touchdown. Connors really fell flat. It's a six-point game, you know? It's a six-and-a-half-point game. It's a one-one-yard touchdown from Connors changes that entire game, and we're having a different conversation. And that's the way this league has been this entire year. It's one touchdown will make the difference. Um, and I think it's going to come down to one touchdown for the rest of the season. I agree. And, and you know, uh, the one one last point uh, before we move on to our next part, I feel like the Vin Zaloons, we had said this in the beginning of the season, his starting lineup is great. Where he suffers is the depth, and that was really shown here this week because he uh, he just didn't have the depth to be able to pull it out and make the right choices. And when you don't have the depth, you sometimes you'll have those good players on the bench, but you're not going to think to start them because you're going to start the guys you expect to do well. And when they don't, this is what happens. Granted, you know you can't be disappointed with scoring 106, but it wasn't enough. Okay. So that is our matchup recap. So, you know, thinking to next season, obviously the regular season's over and we're looking at how the playoff structure is done. I think, you know, Doge, we were talking before the podcast that you had an interesting idea of a way we might be able to do the mouth breather differently. So why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So this was an idea I heard, heard through the, uh, the multiple podcasts I listened to about a fantasy league that does their consolation bracket like a survivor league, uh, Grasso used that term, where the, the bottom six are basically in one giant table where you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, no, it's not matchup versus matchup. It's, it's the high scores. So in the first week of the playoffs, the, fir- the top two scores of that week are safe. And then it's the next, then it's the four teams that score the lowest. And then in, in that second week of the playoffs, it's the top two teams and their overall scoring. They then are safe, and then it's the bottom two scores from week 15 that then go on to week 16, and then it's a head-to-head matchup. So then you can see who's going to be the mouth breather that way. So it really kind of shows that last three weeks as a sample – it's kind of a sample of how bad your team is over an individual matchup where you could win a game, you know, 50 to 49. Um, so it, it's something to think about as we head towards the off season, head towards the rule summit next summer. Um, so just an idea that I heard about that I kind of, I, I liked um, for maybe possibly changing up the mouth breather to really show who the worst team is. All right. And also it lessens the bye weeks. It sounds like too, because then the two teams on bye would have something to actually play for putting their best team forward. That's correct. There would be no bye weeks because then it's the top. So then well, it's except for the all- champions. For the except for the teams that are safe, yes. Yeah. But then you would then we would do it like we do now, where Dale and I are, for example, we right. won in our week, so we're going to play for seeding. Mm-hmm. So then that you could do that continuously. So you know the two teams that score the highest that first week are then playing for seventh and eighth place, so on and so forth. But again, it really it allows you to see how you know it shows who's the worst team overall compared to, you know, Jason Witten might throw. Des Bryant a touchdown in the South game. I don't, I don't like how you've been bringing this up like the last three <laughs> weeks, and it just haunts my night. I wake up in the middle of the night grinding my teeth. I chipped a tooth this week because I've been grinding my teeth because of the stress. Was that legit? From that? Did, did you actually uh, chip a tooth? Oh, no. that's re- I'll show it in the video. Look. Oh, yeah. That's a chip. Wow. Good job. I'm proud of you. Yeah, that's the stress level I'm at with this fantasy football. Um, but uh, but that's I love that idea, Greg, because it actually gives you a very good snapshot of like who the actual worst team is. Because you have four weeks to score points, or three week, three weeks to score points. Yeah, yeah, three weeks to score points. So like, if you can't score points for three weeks, you're not a good fantasy football team. You can't manage your team well. You can't do so. That is, a, I think, that's a very good idea, and it will show you a more representative cluster of who is actually the worst. I think they, there needs to be a little bit of tweaking 
um, in general in our league about the playoffs. Because, I mean, Eccles' team in the playoffs scoring 64 points is, in, is like, pretty embarrassing overall. I mean, his team wasn't very good all year long, and there's got to be a better way for us to gauge an actually good team versus, like, a team that's so, lucky. Well, I mean, he, but here's the thing about that. Like, he, he won the games that he needed to win. Like, that's, like, the winning should be the most important part. And, and you know, go ahead. Yeah. Winning well, is the I don't want to change the playoffs. I just want the mouth. Again, this is an idea. I don't know if I would vote for it, but I heard it and I liked it. You know, and as the architect of the current mouth breather playoff system, um, it just intrigued me. So, you know, because granted, I've made the playoffs twice in our entire fantasy football arc. Um, and so I've been a perennial mouth breather contender. So I think about these things often. Um, that's all. You know, and I, I think, you know, it, I agree with you, Doge, that I think this would be a good idea to change up the mouth breather. And I think the way our regular playoffs are, I know we talk about, I don't like the idea of having the top two teams be in. And then the, I think it should be the top teams in each division and then the best four teams after that. But that's a separate discussion. I think for mouth breather that this is a good idea because a the stakes are lower so head-to-head matchups don't matter as much and it's really about having the the worst team should be indicative of what the mouth breather is and it's like what you were saying grasso that if you can't score enough points in three consecutive weeks then you deserve to be the mouth breather so i went to go see who would be safe going into it's the same go technically because joe and keegan didn't play anybody right so if we were to do them, you know, I think Joe said that his lineup he would have played would have scored 112 points. His so best that, ball, if you will. So in that in that position, Moose would be safe. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, you know, I don't know what Keegan would have scored, but it'd be Dale and Moose that were safe. And then right. myself, Spencer, Ben, and Keegan would be going into week 15 and saying, all right, I got to, you know, I got to score my highest component, you know, and maybe I'll take more risk because I'm going to play my high ceiling people instead of my low floor people because – yeah, if I score 107, that's great. But if I score 160, then I ha- then I'm safe. So, again, something to ponder. We have six plus months till the rural summit. You know, we'll probably do it sometime in July or August when we're all vaccinated and whatnot. So, uh, yeah. I want a hot tub. I want to. If we, I just want to put that out there. If everybody's listening, I have a vision of of just like frozen drinks. Maybe there should be. These are the things that I want. Like Cabana girl. I'm, no, no, fuck that. No, we don't need any distractions. Okay, I will make all the drinks. We have we have plenty of people that can make drinks. I want a, a sauna and a, like a hot tub or like a lake or like a river or a pool. I want a sauna. Sauna is number one. I need to clear my mind. I need to sweat out all the negative energy. And I need to go into a draft. So I, I'm looking. I'm. I've already been looking. Don't worry. Um, I'll tell my mom. I'll tell my mom. My mom. My mom's house has a sauna for those who have not attended my mom's house. So if we could go to that New Hampshire house for the fucking draft, my mind would expand. And that would be awesome. Uh, By the way, I would call it a Schwitz because it's Hanukkah, but that's Schwitz, baby. (laughs) All right. So. Uh, with that, we bring it to our weekly ad read from Moose. Now, last week, he did a surprise cameo that everybody loved. Now, this week, he's doing another cameo. And uh, I've given you guys a few clues. A, he's a current NFL player, and he's not on a, uh, on a fantasy roster. So I'll give you guys both one guess before I play it, before I read it, and then play it. So, Doge, who do you think it is? See, not on a fantasy roster throws me off. So that means it's either someone who's not that great or someone who plays defense. So what about I'm, a- I'm going to go with. I'll give you one more hint. Oh, okay. He's, he's what you would describe as a journeyman. Oh. I don't, I believe this person's on a roster. So I was going to say Cole Beasley, but I think he's on a roster. He's on my roster. He's on Ben's roster, so that takes him out. Um, Josh McCowan. Ooh, he's getting closer. So okay. Um, <laughs> All right, I'll give you one more hint. I'll give you one more hint, and then I'll play it. One more hint. Oh, I'm close. It's a quarterback. It's a quarterback. It's definitely a quarterback. He once threw. He once threw six touchdowns in one game. Colt uh, McCoy. Is it Colt McCoy? 
No, it's not. Who's uh, the backup Bills quarterback? Fuck, Who's the backup uh, Bills no, quarterback? No, 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 no. Uh, oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck. I know this. Oh, I know this. Oh, we talked about it. It's yeah. Matt Barkley. That's my guess. Matt Barkley. Thank you, Google. Oh, well, that's not fair. That's yeah, not you fair. it's not your guess. You looked up. I was. I heard it the other day. Fucking hit it. All right. So, <clears throat> and now a message from the Cam Akers fan club, formerly known as the Zach Moss fan club. Week 15 is here. And while last week's surprise will be hard to top, nothing will prepare you for this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Surprise. I, I know. I forgot to read, but whatever. Just a little bit. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, fresh off a Sunday night win against the Pittsburgh Steelers, a current member of the potential AFC champion Buffalo Bills quarterback, Matt Barkley. Bandinucci. Pining for Alba. What's up? It's Matt Barkley, quarterback with the Buffalo Bills. Not sure what pining for Alba means. Might be an inside joke. Might be something I'm missing altogether. But either way. Hope you guys are doing well and you're rocking. It's time to finish the season strong, all right? We had a big win against the Steelers. We needed that one. Defense showed up. Josh Allen showed up. Steph Diggs can't be guarded. Overall, dominated. It's renegade time. We we brought it. Got that dub. Uh, Joe, I just want to let you know, Moose Mayhem, uh, you need to pick it up, all right? Don't get in last place. It cannot happen, all right? You don't want to be a mouth breather, all right? I, I get the the reference. Uh, don't make it happen, okay? Pick it up. I don't know who you need to sign. Sign me. Why don't you? Uh, but don't be last. Uh, whatever it is. I don't know what your guys' trophy is. Cool. Uh, like a paper cut award or get like a real trophy. A big like three foot tall cup that you could parade around pining for Alba. Does that sound good? I don't know. Well, go Bills. Cheers, guys. <laughs> that one was much longer. Dude, I don't know if he paid for that or the Matt Barkley just ran with that shit. It we was a minute and 10 we... seconds. That was on for oh, a while. It was definitely longer than it should have been. Also, can we fill Matt Barkley in with how big our trophy is, how epic it is? Shout out to Vinny for that because yeah. Vinny happened. Um, oh, epic trophy. We do we have gotta, an epic trophy. We gotta, we gotta send, we gotta send Matt Barkley like a care package of like a picture of Alba and like like a backstory, like a like order. Suge- he suggested a paper plate, <laughs> like, like well, a paper plate trophy. The the one that Vinny came up with with the cow, the chair quarterback is perfect. amazing. Perfect. And, and literally impeccable. He has the best design uh, vision I think of all of us, uh, and I think it's a great, it's a perfect trophy. Guys, um, I really that think was, he, was, he, just went for it. he just went for it, yeah, dude. He just went that for it. Was all, but also, there was another voice in that video. Well, I was in talking a few times. I oh, you talking. talked a little I bit. Oh. I, I said I like, boo I when he said about like, the Steelers. <laughs> oh, no, I thought there was somebody else like in the background, like, been in a locker room. It might have been no, no, no. He was, he was literally at a dining room table if you watched the video. It might have been Oh, just amazing. Matt Barkley, I fuck, uh, USC grad. I believe I don't know if he graduated, but he played football. No, USC. I shouldn't shouldn't have said the six touchdowns in one game thing. That gave it away. No, that would get that gave it away. But did I say no? Okay, the pros. Well, just not for nothing. I was in the pros with the Green Bay Packers. He made like he made he he made like a one game start when Aaron Rodgers was injured and threw for six touchdowns. Just one question. So he he really did go to USC. I don't know. I believe so. Can you look up. Where's Where's Echo when you need him? You, no, 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 no. Just Google it. You just Google the other thing. Oh, that's right. We, we have We have real Google. We, we Matt, have the internet. Matt Barkley went to yes USC. USA. No shit, dude. Guys, I just knew that. Yeah. I didn't look it you up. Did. Are 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 that's you the new Are you the new Echo? No, I just I just I remember him playing football. I'm so old that I remember him playing football now. And that's terrible. Hey guys, hey guys. Here's Here's a fun fact about Matt, Matt Barkley. Hit it. The vast majority of people in this league are older than Matt Barkley. Fuck. Matt Barkley was born on September 8th of 1990. Jesus. Guys, I mean, our football at, careers at, are over. I mean, at, at, at this point, I'm older than most players in the NFL, except for quarterbacks. Listen, not for nothing, I, I would be a backup quarterback in the NFL in a heartbeat if I had the opportunity. All right, I, can we, can we, what are we talking about? We're spiraling. I'm spiraling out here about Matt Barkley. Moose, great fucking job about that cameo. Great job. 
All right. Love so let's, let, let's talk playoffs. Let's talk playoffs. Now, let's, yes. Playoffs. Do I do a good enough impersonation? Does that work? Does it work? Is it like a playoffs. soundboard? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. playoffs? But they are who we thought they were. That's my favorite one. Uh, okay. So we'll start with the mouth breather again. Uh, and we'll start with the team that isn't part of this podcast today. We'll talk about the Keeks to success versus the Spencer Sachs Neffers. Now, first of all, I want to point out that last week's fantasy picks went dismally for everybody except for myself. Doge and Grasso both went one and three, and I went two and two. Uh, they both the only the only one where I where they got right was picking against me, picking the weak side werewolves, and they needed. They needed that Monday night game to go that way in order to do that. Uh, but otherwise, they, they picked against – Doge picked against himself. They thought Echo was going to pull it out against Jimmy. Everybody thought Vinny was going to beat uh, Gra- – sorry, Ron Chris, Deej. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. So anyways, talking about Keegan and Spencer, when you look at that matchup, it's uh, it seems like it's close, but I honestly don't think it's going to be. You know, because uh, a Keegan doesn't have a uh, kicker starting right now. I believe I'm I'm bringing up the matchup right now, and he has Greg Zerline in currently. So yeah, he's he does. Okay, so so he does. Oh, okay. I I, I looked at this wrong. I apologize. Uh, so looking at this, Spencer is no longer fooled by the Josh Jacobs trolling. He's got the 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 best the best wide receiver tandem in football, and there's a lot of question marks on Keegan's team with Melvin Gordon, DJ Morris out who he's going to have to replace. Although David Johnson's coming back, but you don't know what kind of share he's going to have with Duke Johnson and going against Indy's defense. That's going to be difficult. Uh, but that being said, I'm going to go with Spencer in this matchup. I think he's going to pull it out and he, uh, and Keegan's going to go to the mouth breather. So Grasso, what do you think? Um, listen, all these games are so tight because all these teams are so questionable. Um, there's people that should be anchors on this team that are still question marks. Um, I think it's going to be a wide receiver matchup. Uh, it's going to really come down to them and a little bit of management. I think Spencer really has to look at his team. I think Spencer has to put in golf instead of Ryan for sure. Um, I'm not sure why ESPN thinks. Matt Ryan so good and Jared Goff so bad, um, but Goffrey's been putting up good numbers, and I think he's gonna make a change. And I think Brandon Ayuk is gonna have a huge game. Um, Ayuk and Ayuk and, um, and I think um, the Sniffers are gonna win this game, and the Keeks of Success are gonna be rolling into the playoffs uh, to breathe from their mouths for the entire year. <sighs> Good luck, Keegan, but sniffers all the way. This might be the best wide receiver matchup of the year when you talk about fantasy lineups. Hadouken! They have – thanks, man. They have uh, – they, 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 have, they each have two top ten wide receivers. Spencer has number two, Devontae Adams, and number six, DeAndre Hopkins. D- and then Keegan has DK Metcalf at number three and Allen Robinson at number nine. I, so it might, it's not going to come down to the receivers because there's great matchups there. I think Grasso is right. I think Jared Goff is a better start this week over Matt Ryan because Jared Goff is playing the New York football Jets, and we all know how bad they are. The worst. The worst. Um, so I think I'm actually – I'm going to keep the trend going. I'm going with Spencer. I think Keegan is currently my favorite for the mouth breather. Uh, uh, so a, a sweep for the the mouth breather, uh, yeah. And also, did you see the spread on the Jets? It's like twenty one and a half points. It's outrageous. It's, I went, I did my picks today. I think it was thirteen or seventeen and a half. Oh, did something I, like did, that. Oh, wow, maybe I locked it in earlier. Yeah, seventeen and a half is big. Um, yeah, it's seventeen and a half for the. Okay, for the, that, for the that's Rams. big. I think that's got to be the biggest spread of the year. It's got to be close, unless you I know think- and. Unless the Jets are playing in Kansas City, that's the only way a spread would be bigger. I picked the Jets because I think seventeen and a half points is ridiculous. It is, but it's the Jets we're talking. Like, look, you, look at what the Jets are against the spread this year. 
This is true. No, uh, but I think I think Spencer's if, if Spencer makes that move, I think he's got he's got a, a win in hand, and I I don't think there's anything Keegan can do about it. All right, so we're going to move on to my matchup. It's the Moose Mayhem, who you just heard gloating with Matt Barkley going against the Broken Clock Corollary. If you guys don't know, I'm a big Steelers fan, so that especially hurt hearing him uh, saying about how the Renegade... By the way, I don't know if you guys know this, Renegade by Sticks is the Steelers fight song. So the fact that they call him Renegade kind of hurt me a little more. Uh, but oh, wow, that's a deep cut that none of us. Kn- I did not know that. And like I, it, I watched ahead of time. I was like, I don't even know if I want to play this. Can it's a deep, deep cut, man. I did not know that. That's <laughs> that's fucking Matt Barkley. Nicely, can we send him like a nice thank you something? Can we send him the podcast? I'm, I'm gonna send him a, a piece of poop. Is what I'm gonna send him. Can we send him a Christmas no card? Can we send him a Christmas card? An Alba Christmas card uh, with a picture of Alba on it. So he'll yeah, understand. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like someone hold, like the champion <laughs> holding the trophy, the mouth breather breathing from their mouth. You know those types of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, back to my matchup. Uh, it's honestly, to be honest with you, it's going to be close. And I'm looking person to person. And Deshaun Watson, even against Indy, I feel like is matchup proof right now. He's at least his floor is so high. I don't think he's going to get 25, 30 points, but he's going to get at least 15 to 20. And I think, you know, he does a lot with his legs and he's really hard to contain, even for a team like Indy. Josh Allen is going to do well, although and the road in Denver and Denver still has a good defense. And any away team has tough play, tough time playing in Denver. You saw it with Kansas City a few weeks ago. They barely pulled out a win. Uh, and then you you go down from there. Kenyon Drake doesn't have to worry about touches against Chase Chase Edmonds, who's gimpy and is going to have an issue. Uh, I'm uh, I'm still thinking about Brandon Cooks. He may not end up starting. One of my bench players may. But you know, player for player, you go down the list. I he's really relying on the Rams against the Jets, which is a smart move, but you know, not unless the, unless the Rams score 45 points, which they could, I don't know if there's enough to go around for both Cam Akers and Cooper cup, but we'll see. That being said, all these points point to the fact that I'm picking myself to beat Moose in this matchup. Doge, what do you think? Benjamin, 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 you need Josh Allen to throw all of his passes to Cole Beasley to have a chance. Yeah. That's my, um, He's got Cam Akers against the Jets. He's got Cooper Cup against the Jets. He's got Mike Davis against the Green Bay defense. We also want Miles Sanders to do them last week. He has Gus Edwards against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We know how bad they are. But it's in Green Bay. By the way, it's in Green Bay. Doesn't matter. In in, in like icy weather. Their defense. Exactly. So they're going to run the ball with with Curtis Samuel um, and and then run the ball with Mike Davis uh, as well. I'm picking Moose, and I can't believe I'm actually saying this. I'm picking Moose. All right. So uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at lineups, and I see Ty Hilton uh, sitting in a wide receiver one spot. He's been crushed. He has 16 or more points in the past You don't have to defend weeks. yourself. This is okay. my time. This is, this is my time, Benjamin. This is my time. Okay? This is not your time to defend T.Y. Hilton. Okay? The last three weeks, yes, he has been absolutely insane. But the 11 weeks before that, less than stellar. Yes, bye week. Yes, he was injured. Less than stellar. So the last three weeks, fantastic. Versus the Houston defense, we'll see. I mean, it's a question mark. He has been boom, very boom, boom, boom. Um, And then this is a very boom, boom, boom kind of game. Um, We'll see if Cam Akers shows up again. Um, Incredible performance by a rookie. I think this is anybody's game. Really, it's separated by what three points in the projection, which means absolutely fucking nothing. Um, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. Um, there's a couple management things that we can slot in, slot around, but it's going to be close no matter what. Um, ben, I'm. I think you have bad luck right now. 
And I think the Moose Mayhem is going to pull out this win, and I'm going with Moose. I think you got bad ju- for some reason, Ben. I'm sorry. Your team's great on paper. Looks great. Edwards Hilaire has had a great season, but has kind of fallen off and been not so secure. And it's it's a scary kind of lineup where it's fishy a little there's, bit. There's usually one good, like one of the better non-playoff teams that ends up in that mouth for their final. And I think it's going to be you, Benjamin, unfortunately. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've been, ex- especially with the way my month has been going, I ex- I've been expecting to be the mouth breather for the, for the past like three weeks, but I've been quiet about it. So if I lose, I would not be surprised. If I lose next week, I won't be surprised. So we'll, we'll see. But I, I, I'm, I'm holding out hope. So that being said, okay, so Grasso, you're going with Moose. Yeah, I'm going with Moose. All right, so let's move on to the uh, the Alba playoffs, and uh, we'll start with uh, the Show Me a TDs versus the Fitz Magic. Now, this one, uh, you know, you look at last week's matchup, and like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Jimmy was lucky to win. He was lucky with the matchup that he had. When you look uh, against Fitz's team, uh, it's I mean, it's not fair that he has Travis Kelsey as a tight end. Because he is a wide receiver one right now. If I mean Tom Brady has been erratic at best, but he's going against one of the one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL inside a dome. And Tom, if you look at Tom Brady's season, every time he's in a dome this year or in warm weather, he plays very well. So I think Tom Brady is going to have a good week. He's got the number two running back. David Montgomery has come on strong again as well. Uh, for all these reasons, I just think Fitz is going to roll over Jimmy's team. I think it's not going to be close. Uh, Grasso, what do you think? Um, I think Kyler um, might have a phenomenal game against Philadelphia. I think Alvin Kamara might have a sensational game against Kansas City. But I think at the end of the day, this is going to be very close. And these are two kind of random teams that get random points and random places and people have crazy games. Um, Jarvis Landry might just freaking go off versus the Giants. He's been great the last couple of weeks. Um, this is really a, uh, a flip of the coin. I'm going with Fitz. Um, he's had like an overall, I think, better season than Jimmy, but it's really hard to say that Chris Carson's not going to come back out and show up. Um, Gallman's had some good weeks the last couple of weeks. It's it, it's a really hard game to pick. I'm going with Fitz. I'm going to put Fitz on paper, but really it's literally anybody's game in this game. All right. Uh, also, I don't want to play either of them in the final if I win my game. We haven't even... We, we're we're going to get to yours next. I'm so stressed. <laughs> I would be too. Um, this is, the, this is the, the matchup of the teams that the names don't sound good. Like they each have one or two guys that you're like, oh yeah, like Fitz has got Kamara and Kelsey and Jimmy's got AJ Brown and Kyler Murray. Like those are two exciting names, but the rest of them are kind of like a hodgepodge, like Grasso was saying. It's kind of like the random teams. Um, I think because, I don't know, Fitz's team has just been able to pull up the wins. And unfortunately, I I think he's going to win and have another shot at a championship. I'm going with Fitz as well. Um, I don't think Jimmy is going to have enough. I think the Kyler matchup against Philly, uh, Philly's defense played really good last week. Kyler has not looked the same the last couple of weeks. Um, so I'm going to go with Fitz. All right. Uh, I'll just point out one more stat uh, before we move on. Travis Kelsey, he has eight receptions or more in the past six weeks. And in each of those matchups, he's scored more than 20 points five times. It's it's ridiculous. He's like he's the most unfair player of a tight end, and it's the most un un. He leads the league in matchup. receiving yards, right? Yeah, yeah. He's leading the league in receiving he's yards. Am- right he's am- he is um a physical freak. He is a a superstar of an athlete. Um, he is the greatest tight end player since Gronkowski, and he's better than Gronkowski was when he came into the league and no one knew what a tight end was, and they didn't even know. They had zero film on how to defend a tight end like that when Gronk came in, and that's how he was so dominant. 
and Kelsey is that more dominant. Well, he catches everything. He catches every contested catch there is. He is an absolute superstar in the world of professional sports. Um, And I think the next five years, if he doesn't get hurt, he will absolutely crush every record. Tony Gonzalez, I'm so sorry. He used to be the best tight end in the league. Um, Now he's the... I'm sorry, Antonio Gates. Um, I mean, you'll all be second and third and fourth to Travis Kelsey. And that's my Travis Kelsey rent. So that's why I'm going to draft him third next year. (laughs) It wouldn't be a bad pick, to be honest with you, just because of the disparity between him and every other tight end in the league. So let's move on to the final album matchup. We're talking two beers too deep. Our very own Chris Grasso going against the fantasy empire and Chris DiGregorio. And what I did here is I went position by position. And when you compare Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, there's not that much. Mahomes is the number one quarterback, but there's not much difference between him and Aaron Rodgers, who's number three. It's not a huge point disparity. Then you look at the running backs and Dalvin Cook's the number one running back in football. Uh, fantasy-wise, anyways. Uh, Raheem Mostert and James Robinson, although James Robinson's been good, he's been injured, he's going to be at Baltimore. And Raheem Mostert, you don't know what you're going to get from him. Jeff Wilson is a wild card at this point. You don't... uh, in Grasso, you know that you you don't really have a uh, wide receiver, too. Uh, Obviously, Tyreek Hill is one of the best wide receivers in football, but between him and Marvin Jones, it's about equal to Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. So I feel like that's a wash there. Robert Tanyan, who's slightly better than Mark Andrews right now, but on a per-game basis, Mark Andrews is right there. So I really feel like... Although it's close, I feel like Dalvin Cook gives you that edge, and that's why I'm going with two beers too deep. And this is one's going to be a close game. Uh, Greg, what do you think? This is real. This is this is to me is the matchup of the week, right here. Look at the projections. They are projected to score. I think was a. I'm sorry, I got to scroll up. Grasso is projected at 127, and Deej is projected at 119.4. Those are absurd scores, and I think it it's really going to come down to to that to that flex slash rb2 spot like ben was saying um peyton barber in in the in the flex spot for 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 deej is is questionable at best um i mean and then then julio jones i mean if julio jones is active you know he's going to get the ball um i have to go with grasso as well i just if julio plays i think grasso is going to probably score the most points of the week and probably win in a very close matchup. The DJ is going to score like the second or third most points. All right. And Grasso. I mean, looking at DJ's team, Monster and Robinson might both not play this week, um, which is, I mean, that's make or break from, for the two beers, two deep team. If Jeff Wilson, if Monster is injured, Jeff Wilson will get, Obviously, more touches. If Mostert plays, Jeff Wilson will also get touches and maybe more touches because Mostert isn't feeling 100%. But Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill are the most prolific fantasy scoring duo, I don't know, ever. Um, And it's hard to look at, at that team and not be scared. Um, There's a a very, a very good team facing the fantasy empire, but I'm not certain that that very good team can beat the fantasy empire. The fantasy empire has a lot of very good luck. It seems time to time. Um, I would love for two beers too deep to win this week. Um, but Adam Thielen for Chicago seems like a very good matchup. He usually tears them up. The last time he played, he scored two touchdowns against them. Um, if Julio is out, that flex is a question mark because any of those players on that bench can fill that spot for flex. So it's really will Jamal Williams, will Sammy Watkins, will Damian Harris, will Nelson Aguilar. Uh, that's the question in the flex, and that is a huge question mark um, in the two years, two deep team. So I'm going with Fantasy Empire this week. Um He's been too lucky, and he always loses in the playoffs um, in the final round. It breaks my heart uh, to not go with myself, but I'm going with the fantasy empire. 
I want a Grosso Fitz final. I want two former mouth breathers in the championship game. Come on, Grosso. Have faith in yourself. Uh, no faith. I mean, I would love to see Jimmy and Grosso just so we'd have a new champion. Uh, but no, I don't think that's going to happen. We all picked Fitz anyways. So anyways, so that wraps up our matchups. We'll see how we do. It's going to be close. And just one last point about Grasso and TJ's team. Mahomes and Tyreek Hill are going against probably the best team they're going to face all season and one of the best pass defenses they'll face all season. So it may depress their numbers on the road. We'll see. So uh, before we sign off for the night, we're going to we're going to go between the three of us and see who we think the between the four teams that are left, who the champion's going to be and who the mouth breather is going to be. Uh, so I will go last because I normally go first in these things. So Doge, who do you think is going to be the mouth breather? I'm going to go quick here. Keegan is the worst team remaining in the mouth breather. I'm going Keegan. I think whether you or Moose win or excuse me, lose your matchup and advance to the mouth breather final, I think either of your teams, the way they're structured could be Keegan. So I think Keegan is, is going to be the mouth breather. Champion, I think Grosso can pull this out. He doesn't have faith in himself, but his his three receivers scare me, and and he, I think he can do it. I think Grasso, with his, the terrible luck he's had, he was second in points last year and missed the playoffs. I think he can pull out the championship this year. All right, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, Grasso, how do you feel? Uh, terrible, nauseous, a little bit. Um. Uh, um. <laughs> Anybody can win in that Fitz Jimmy matchup, um, but I'm going. I'm, I, I, I think Jimmy's going to win. I think there's like luck on his side. I think he's a three coming in. I think I'm going to lose to the Fantasy Empire this week, and I think Fantasy Empire is going to have an off week next week, and Jimmy's going to have a lucky week. And I think Dark Horse Jimmy at the number three is going to be the Alba winner this year. Um, okay, and who do you think is going to be the mouth breather? Oh, we weren't picking out, but we were picking mouth breather first. Well, I mean, we, we do both. It's fine. Mouth breather. Oh man, that's uh just super. Uh, that's super easy. It's gonna be Keegan. Um, a nutless monkey could figure that out. And um, yeah, even if the this the sniffers are gonna are gonna win this weekend for sure, and Keegan is gonna slide into the finals, just upset. He's not gonna know what to do. He's gonna do some mismanagement. And then it's probably going to get destroyed by the broken croc uh, in the final. Okay. All right. So uh, for the mouth breather, I, I, but for both, both the mouth breather and champion, I am going with the hot hands or the, the cold hands as it were. So for the mouth breather, I, again, this is karmic and how I feel like my month is going. I do think that uh, I am going to end up being the mouth breather. Uh, for the for the year and I just think my team is starting to fall apart at the wrong time my my team's getting injured my uh, my players aren't playing well the matchups aren't working out well for me so I'm going with my team for the mouth breather even though I picked them to win this week Uh, and then for the champion I really feel like Fitz's team has the hot hand and the good players and they're all playing well and I think Fitz is going to be a the first repeat champion since Vinny did it so we all have different champs. Uh, you, you two think Keegan, and I think myself for the mouth breather. So we'll we'll see how that works out. So do, is there like an extra bonus for like if we guessed the champ right? Is there like a? I mean, we didn't do a pool for our picks. No, just for like us in the podcast right now. I'm just off the cuffing situation right because we didn't because like we picked the winners for this week obviously and we're going to pick the winners for next week and the next Mm -hmm. week's podcast but we picked champs right now so like double double two times points for anybody that gets the champs sure right i'll 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 just say it's two i'll give at bonus wins and no losses one one win and no yeah like an extra winner maybe two extra wins yeah two extra wins i don't know how gambling works but we can make it work however we want to. That's the sure someone has the beauty gambling. of gambling. It's the beauty of gambling. Make it work. Right. All right. Uh, so any final thoughts before we sign off for the night as it's blizzarding outside right now? Oh, guys, it is. I had the craziest drive home tonight. 
I work in South Glens Falls and from South Glens Falls to uh, Saratoga. It's seven miles and it was a winter wonderland and then there was nothing. And then seven miles from Albany turned to a winter wonderland again. Oh boy. Welcome. All right. So uh, for the Wieners Wien Dogs and Greg Marcou and Two Beers Two Deeps, Chris Grasso, I'm the Broken Clock Corollaries, Ben Max, reminding you all to win your week, especially myself, and have a good night. You were muted. You said you weren't who they thought we were. And it was perfect. Surprise, were motherfucker. Oh, wait. How'd you hear it, though? This is Sparta! Oh, you missed Smoke that. Weed every day.